truck is packed. I got new six cents rods in the back of the truck. Didn't have time to put them in the boat. Didn't have time to do anything. So I've got the box just tied down in the bed of the truck and I'm on my way to Lake Havasu. Super pumped to be going out to this tournament. Super pumped to be fishing the One Bass Arizona Open. It was a last minute thing and I couldn't be more stoked. But I'm gonna get back in the truck. We're gonna get on the road. We're leaving Yuma right now. I've been on the road already two and a half hours. But we're getting back on the road right now and we're heading out to Lake Havasu. Follow along, we're gonna talk about it on the way. So I wasn't planning on fishing this tournament. Um, I was only planning on fishing really one tournament this entire 2020 season. And thankfully with the support of sponsors, um, I've been lucky enough to be able to fish three this year. Um, or I'm going to be able to fish three this year. I'll be fishing the Arizona Open out here, at one, uh, the One Bass Arizona Open out here at uh, Lake Havasu. I will then fish the California Delta FLW Series event, and then I will also be fishing the uh, One Bass US Open out at Lake Mead. And um, I couldn't be happier with the opportunity that I was given to be able to go out and fish at Lake Havasu right now. Um, it was super unexpected but I'm super thankful to Reeler Shield and Do It Molds for really making this happen and One Bass as well. So for those of you that don't know, uh, California Pro-Am fishing isn't the same as it is in a lot of other parts in the country. We don't have any of the bass opens out here. We don't have any BFLs. Um, we have the FLW Series, we have One Bass, and we have the Wild West Bass Trail. So. Um, we're limited compared to a lot of other areas in the country and um, it's awesome that you know one bass has stepped up and started doing three pro-ams lately in the year <coughs> so it's awesome that one bass has really stepped it up and um, started doing three pro-ams a year they used to do a lot of like weekend pro-am two-day events and then they stopped and we're only doing the US Open and now they've bumped it back up and they've got uh, three Pro-Am events throughout the year. One's at Havasu, one's at Clear Lake, and one's at Lake Mead. And then there, there's talk that there's gonna be um, another Pro-Am event you know, coming up next year. So Bill Egan is the tournament director for One Bass and he's killed it in terms of getting fishermen, pros and co's to get out there and go fish. Uh, the US Open last year, was a record-breaking field out there. Um, the Arizona Open this year is gonna have 172 boats. Um, they just posted on Facebook that that's the biggest tournament ever on Lake Havasu. Not the biggest one bass tournament ever, but the largest field in history on Lake Havasu. So that's pretty cool that Billy has been able to get that much, um, that many people interested in fishing the one bass event so we can have a field that big. So in this tournament, the winning pro is gonna come go home with $25,000, probably a little bit more than that because the payouts were based on 150 boats and we got 172. So 25 grand to the winner and a brand new bass cap boat. I don't remember all the specifics like motor size and everything like that, but basically it pushes the winning, the winnings, the, the prize package to um, $65,000. It'll be a little bit bigger than that 
um, and then the payouts go down from there. I'm expecting them to probably pay out around 34 spots or something like that in this tournament. So um, got to finish in that top, you know, 30 to make it worth your while coming out here. And um, I'm looking forward to getting out there and going fishing and trying to figure out these Lake Havasu smallmouth and largemouth bass. So for those of you that don't know, Lake Havasu is in the middle of the Arizona desert. Well, actually it's on the border of California and Arizona out in the desert. Um, this time of year, those fish are definitely gonna be probably pre-spawn. Um, you might have some crews in the shallows, but we're gonna get some weather that's gonna cool things down a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what adjustments need to be made to catch those fish. The first day of practice for me, which is tomorrow, I think it's gonna be a little bit warm out there mid-70s or something and then it's gonna cool down a lot like overnight like 20 something degrees overnight we're gonna get some wind and then of course come tournament time you know it's gonna be cold and uh, you know those fish aren't gonna be doing the same stuff that they were doing in practice so the person that's able to make those adjustments and still catch those fish is definitely gonna be the one taking home the money in years past Lake Havasu has not been nice to me in terms of my finishes and my results uh, in the tournaments that I have fished out there. Um, you know, I just gotta keep grinding at it. Lake is kinda unique. There's a lot of man-made structure that gets put in the lake, and a lot of those fish live in there. They're like little houses for the fish. Um, the local guys out there call them cages, and those fish just live in there, and you know, if you can figure out how to get them to come out of those cages and eat, then you're gonna catch the quality. A lot of the winning fish come out of those cages. Um, the river can play a factor. The Colorado River runs into Lake Havasu, um, and the lake, you know, a lot of times carry, like, has a lot of the bigger fish in it, but the river can definitely, you know, make or break your day as well, because you can go up there, flip, flip some of the tulies, um, you can fish some of the, the eddies in the river and stuff like that and catch some fish, so the river can play as well. Lake Havasu has pretty clear water. Um, I like to kind of call it cloudy water, because it's not like crystal clear where you can see down 20, 30 feet. Um, it's kind of cloudy, probably, you know, five to, 10 at most uh, uh, feet of visibility. Uh, but overall, your your natural colors are gonna do well out there. Um, chartreuse can kind of do well for whatever reason. These desert smallmouth and largemouth like that chartreuse. Sometimes you take one of the little like market markers and, and paint your tails chartreuse on your swim baits or something like that. And, and sometimes those can really make a difference in, in the amount of bites that you get. You can get a couple extra bites sometimes, you know, doing those little extra things with some of those those markers and pens or dies or whatever. And a lot of these videos in the past were on vlogging on my way to a tournament. I kind of have these different expectations of what I think is gonna happen out at the lake or what I think the bite's gonna be like or, or things that I'm gonna go and try to do. And um, I'm gonna try to not do that as much. I'm gonna try to not let the history that I have at Lake Havasu try to be much of a factor because it hasn't worked, obviously. My, my finishes have really sucked out at Lake Havasu. So I'm gonna try to go in there as blind as possible and just try to do some different things and try to just, you know, find fish, find bites. I think limits are gonna go a long way in this tournament with the way the weather is gonna be. So it'll be it'll be interesting for sure to see how things, you know, round out in this tournament. So the last couple days have been a whirlwind. It's been crazy. Um, today's Saturday when I'm filming this. I'm driving out to Havasu on a Saturday. And um, I wanted to leave to get out here at like 4.30 in the morning because that would have put me out there about 9.30 or something and I would have been able to get pretty much a full day of fishing in. Didn't end up leaving until like 8.30 or so. 
And the reason why is because I ended up having to work like a 15 hour day or something like that yesterday. It was pretty insane. So I was literally not gonna fish this tournament and it's Thursday. So today's Saturday, so literally two days ago, I still was not planning on fishing this tournament. And I get a phone call and um, basically the opportunity arose to fish it. Made a couple other phone calls to see if I could get some, some more help from some awesome companies that you know support me. And they made it happen as well. And here I am driving out here two days later. Um, I didn't have tackle prepped. I didn't have anything prepped and ready preparing to come out here. Um, Friday comes around. This all happened on Thursday afternoon. Friday comes around. I had to get everything situated at work. I was hoping that, you know, after I got off my normal work time at 3 o'clock, I'd have a couple hours before I had to go back in for some overtime and um, be able to get some of that packing done, some errands done, but it didn't end up happening because I ended up having to work late on my normal normal work schedule, then had to work the overtime, didn't get home until about 11 o'clock last night, had to go to sleep, woke up at, I don't know, what was it, probably like 5.30, 5.45, something like that, showered up, got packed, had to still go pick up my boat. I still didn't have my boat at my house. I have to leave it at my grandparents' house because I don't have room for it at my house. So I had to go pick up the boat, I had to stop at the tackle shop, and then I was able to get on the road and head out here to Lake Havasu. So I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to make it in time to get very much productive fishing time in today. Um, it'll, just, it'll just depend on when I get into town. Well, I'm still driving. It's about two o'clock, and um, I lost an hour coming over to Arizona. So it's one o'clock California time, two o'clock Arizona time. I got about another hour until I get there, maybe a little bit less. And so that puts me there at three o'clock. And as I'm driving, I'm realizing that I feel like crap. Uh, I don't feel good. I'm sick right now. I think you guys could probably hear it in my voice. But um, just as this day's worn on and I'm driving, sitting in this car, I just don't feel good. Like all I can think about is going to sleep right now. I got the heater on in my truck right now and it's 74 degrees outside, which is not normal for me. Um, I can feel my body being a little bit achy and stuff like that. So that, that kind of sucks right now, but it is what it is. Um, still got to figure out if I'm going to go fish for a couple hours before um, I go to the hotel or not. Um, it's going to be kind of like a game time decision when I get there to see how I feel, what time it is, what time it gets dark, all that kind of stuff. Because I haven't done any tackle prep. I, I have literally six rods in the truck right now in the back of the truck that need reels or i gotta get them spooled up i got there's there's literally just in the packaging from when they got shipped to my house so i got a lot of work to do and um really not sure what i'm gonna do when i get there well i made it to the hotel i'm here in lake havasu i did not go fish today i got some tackle prep some rods reorganized reorganized i still got to put line on one of my reels and stuff and I just, I just don't feel good. I know I'm sick right now. It's pretty frustrating, you know, having to get up early. It's gonna be cold, then it's gonna be hot, then it's gonna be cold again. So that doesn't bode well for when you're sick, but you know what, I'm just gonna have to tough it out and I'm just gonna have to keep grinding, stay focused and stay motivated and uh, go to bed early. So that's what I'm gonna do. Got a few things to do left tonight, but I'm definitely gonna try to get a good night's sleep. So when you see me next time, it's day one of practice for the One Bass Arizona Open. We're fishing for $65,000. Let's do it. Peace.
thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. I want to talk to you guys real quick before we go about how you can support my podcast. You guys know I want to fish professionally and make a living doing it, and I can't do that on my own. So if you guys want to support the podcast, that's an option that Anchor provides, so I want to let you guys know about it. If you're interested in doing that, go to anchor.fm slash matt-luna-fishing and click the support this podcast link. I'll also leave a link in the show notes if it's something that you're interested in. I kind of feel weird ask, uh, mentioning it, but I wanted to pass that information along to you guys. Also, if you want to get a free ebook that I have put out, all you gotta do is sign up for my email list. There'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. And you can learn about what bass eat. It talks about shad, bluegill, and crawfish, and the different times of year that you can target those forages where the bass should be. It may not be a perfect every time you go fishing way to find the bass, but it can kind of give you that yearly timeline and help you be close to the right areas where those fish are. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate it.